Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Well, I always enjoy telling people I've got four eye conditions. I was one of the lucky ones. I get uh, optic nerve hyperplasia, which is uh, a damaged optic nerve from birth. Uh, that's something that you can't correct. Nystagmus is where uh, my eyes move all the time, which makes the dodgy vision I already have even more dodgy, which is lovely. Uh, Colour blindness on top, which just makes things a little less colourful. And photophobia, which is not a fear of photographs, as a lot of people often think, although maybe perhaps a fear of myself in photographs. But no, it's actually about fear of of light, not fear of light, but just sensitivity to light. So if it's a really bright day, I'll often find I'll end up with streaming eyes and all that kind of horrible thing. And it can happen with a whole range of situations. Of course, weather and uh, brightness does affect my vision. So that's why, you know, all these different things come together. And it just makes a rather interesting recipe of doom. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, four conditions there, you really are spoiled for choice. (laughs) What useful vision do you have and how good or bad is it? Well, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because I don't know how it is to you. I mean, compared to your sight, you've got full sight. Yeah. Um, So I don't know how it compares because I've never had anything to compare it to. I've always had the vision I've had. Uh, It's got a little bit worse over the years, so I can maybe take it from that. I guess useful vision, I probably can see around about five feet fairly clearly. After that, everything gets a bit blurry. I can see most things around me. I've got decent central vision. Uh, Peripheral vision, not good. That means around me, if if someone came up beside me to my left, immediately to my left, I probably wouldn't notice them uh, until they said hello or whatever. And, you know, in, in terms of getting around, again, there's a whole host of factors in that because if my if it's a really bright day, then I can be blinded by that. That just makes it useless, makes it completely pointless. If it's a really dark day, the same thing. So a sort of typical grey, rainy day is good for me, which is why I love living in Scotland. Of course, yes, you get plenty of choice there as well. (laughs) You are, of course, registered blind. Does that actually surprise people when you meet them for the first time, given that you do have some vision? Oh, completely. Yeah, everyone's always amazed. They think... They, they hear registered partially sighted and think, well, if you've got some vision, you should be registered partially sighted as opposed to blind. And there's reasons why... I mean, I was registered blind when I was 14. I didn't have much say in it because I was, I was 14 years old and my mother was basically telling the doctor, he needs to be registered, and that's what happened. The doctor chose registered blind for a number of reasons. One, because of the severity of my eye condition. Not that it would ever become that I would ever lose all of my sight, because actually, as we're learning through the How I See film and through all of this, that actually being blind is not necessarily seeing nothing. It's having an element of vision, but that element not being good enough to class is even partially sighted. So that's kind of where it comes from. But it does surprise people, mainly because I use a white cane and I often wear sunglasses when I'm out because I find that a little bit easier just to, to navigate around. And whenever you wear sunglasses and you have a white cane, everyone thinks you can see nothing. And when, when you tell them... If, if someone asks, say, in a shop, you know, have you got some, some useful vision or whatever? And they say, you say, yeah, I've got some. It almost feels like you've cheated somehow. And you, you're, you're, you've defrauded yourself. You know, you, you've just said, oh, you know, it's all a lie. You know, I can see perfectly. It's a very difficult life as a partially sighted person, I think, because you you are straddling that. You're not completely blind. So, you, you know, people have that perception and you're not fully sighted. You're in that grey area. And a lot of people, including me, really do struggle with that sometimes. Is it solely a negative thing as far as you're concerned, or is there some positivity anywhere surrounding it? I think it's down to attitude. 
I have very dark days where I hate it. Uh, I went through a period last year, in fact, where I you know, had this obsession that I was going to be able to drive a car. I mean, it's hilarious when I think about it now. But at the time, I was absolutely convinced I could see enough. I would make my friends take me up to you know a private car park or whatever and let me drive. And I'd think, I can do this, no problem. Like, yeah, OK, but 70 miles an hour on a motorway? Maybe not. You know, in terms of the distance, in terms of reaction, all of that, it would never have worked. So I had to sort of learn that lesson the hard way. And you do, I do anyway, have these bursts of, I can see better than I think than I can and actually I can't you know and I'm learning that and I'm learning to accept that so I feel with with partial sight because of other people's attitudes sometimes it can be an endless journey uh, towards acceptance but it's you constantly trying to accept yourself actually it's not the other person's problem at all it's it's our own problem but it, it doesn't it's not helped by other people sometimes we often say that the joke in the blind world and it's a line that everyone knows you know the problem is other people and that is actually often the case, that other people's attitudes hold you back. Sometimes I can feel like a second-class citizen when I get on a train because you, you have this panic that emerges of people that, oh, he's blind, he's, you know, we'll catch it, you know, something's going to go, and they'll run for their lives. And sometimes you just want to say, look, just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, I was, I was listening to someone talk yesterday about going on holiday and how they enjoyed going a nice walk down the beach. And I thought the problem with being visually impaired sometimes, if you use a white cane or you've got a dog, is that you never blend in. You're always right. an attraction. People are aware of you at all times. You don't get that anonymity when you're partially sighted or blind. And that's something I do struggle with. And I think probably what the RNIB is hoping with this film, How I See, which you have actually managed to view, is that the general public's perception of you will change a little bit and perhaps the biggest compliment that you could be paid is to blend in. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I like the film and I think it's very good. The reason, because they explain, the people in the film explain their eye conditions in a very easy-to-understand way, which I think a lot of sighted people will get. I think that's really important because oftentimes, if I say optic nerve hyperplasia, you know, the, the person I'm looking at, their eyes start to glaze over. You think, well, what is that all about? And because they feel they'll never understand it, that gulf between us will never be understood. If I just say, well, it's, I've got bad eyes, I've, I struggle, I've got poor distance and I'm severely short-sighted and explain it in that way then um, as, as people do in the film and also explain some of the challenges as well that might help other people in their reactions to us and presumably the one thing you're waiting for now is driverless cars the sooner the better as far as you're concerned bring them on absolutely Stephen Scott thank you very much for talking with us here on RNIB Connect Radio thanks Ian For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.